I will rejoice and be exceedingly glad. See, this is Glory be to God. He says, if you won't do it in here, you won't do it when you got tests and trials going on. See, all this is is like a big gym. I mean, you know, y'all can look, you know, I've been to the gym a time or two. And I didn't get like, when he, if you'd have seen me, I, I'm going to bring a picture, post it on the Facebook page. If you'd have seen me when I was 15 years old, I used to wrestle in high school, uh, 10 class, I mean 105 weight class. So I did not look like I look today. But going into the Marine Corps and working out over time, I began to develop my muscles. And guess what? It's the same thing when you come into the things of God. When you first come in, you're like a little bitty baby that just came out of your mother's womb. You know nothing. You understand nothing. You, you, don't have a, you don't have enough strength to sit up. In fact, some of the funniest things I can remember is when you see babies sit up, the parents sit them over, sit them up, and the baby starts tilting, and the baby doesn't know he's supposed to put his hand down. So he just comes and boom, and he remains in that same spot until somebody comes and helps him get them up. And that's exactly what we do. You're a baby. If you're a baby in Christ, or you're a little bit older, or you're a little bit taller, or you just beginning to get your little chew toy and all that good stuff, but you still growing in the things of God, we're all growing in the things of God. If you don't begin to flex your muscles now, guess what will happen? When you get in test trials and tribulations, you're going to be like just like that little baby. It's going to hit you on the side of your head, and you're just going to, boom, over. And people are going to be looking at you like, man, you go to church and all that good stuff, but you never flexed your muscles. You never flexed your muscles. Do y'all see that? And everybody here has seen that at least one time. If you watch YouTube, you see little babies just sitting there and then all of a sudden that head start going over and everything else goes with it. Ooh, that's a word right there. Wherever your head goes, your body will follow. So if your head is not focused on the things of God, if your head is not, if you're not focused and lined up on the things of God, you will get off. And you, when you start going, you're going to start going and people are like, what's wrong with them? Their head started to go and where their head went, their body follows. That's why they call us the body of Christ. Christ is the head. We are the body. Wherever the head goes, we're supposed to follow. Mm-hmm. Did y'all see that right there? That's a Holy Ghost example right there. Because I can tell you, your boy didn't have that <laughs> until like two seconds ago. Glory to God. Mm-hmm. Where the head goes, the body should follow. It doesn't always happen that way, but it, that's the way it's supposed to be. That's why they call us the body of Christ. He's the head. We're the body. You might be a pinky. You might be a, a end toe. You might be the big toe. You might be a thumb. You might be a leg, but you are in the body somewhere. And wherever the head goes, the body should follow. All right. God gave me this while words in praise and worship, and, uh, and it, he says to share before we get started. He says, in accordance to Psalms 35 and 7, he says, okay, how excellent is thy loving kindness, O God. Therefore, the children of men put their trust under the shadow of thy wings. See, if you read Psalms 91, it says, uh, it says this, it says, uh, we dwell in the secret place of the Most High, therefore we abide under the shadow 
If you're under the shadow, that means nothing gives a shadow unless there's a solid substance behind it. Did you hear that? There is no shadow unless there's a solid substance behind it. So you're abiding, living under the shadow of the Almighty. Therefore, because I'm under the shadow of the Almighty, this is what you say. Because I'm under the shadow of the Almighty, I will say, I will put my trust in him. You are, okay. He said, don't quote it, turn to it. Oh, he says this, he says, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. I will say, it didn't say he's going to say it for you. It didn't say your mama can say it for you. It didn't say your daddy can say it for you. He says, because I'm abiding under the shadow of the almighty, I will say of the Lord, you are my refuge. You are my fortress. You are my God is in you. I put all of my trust. That's what David said about the father. He says, he that dwells in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. If you believe you're abiding under the shadow of the almighty, every day you get up, you should say, I say of you, Lord God, you are my refuge. You are my fortress. You are my God. It's in you. I put all of my trust. That's what David said. Everybody agree? That's what David said. Now, verse three, people believe that's David talking, but that's not David talking. Verse three is when Jesus begins to say back to David in, in response to what it is David said. This is what he said to him. This is what Jesus said to David after David says, I will put my trust in you and you are my refuge, you are my fortress, you are my God. It's in you I put all of my trust. This is what the Lord Jesus said back to David. He says, surely he, talking about the father, will deliver you from the snares of the fowler and from the north and pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shall you trust. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. He goes on to say, thou should not be afraid of the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that noonday. A thousand shall fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you behold and see the reward of the wicked, because you have made the Lord, which is your refuge, even the most high, thy habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come near thy dwelling. For the Lord shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all of thy ways, to bear you up in their hands, lest you dash your foot against the stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion and dragon shall they trample under feet. That's what Jesus said back to David, simply because David says, you are my refuge, you are my fortress, you are my God. It's in you, I put all of my trust. That's what Jesus said back. Y'all see this, right? Y'all with me so far? Mm -hmm. Guess what the father said? Because you have set your love upon me, therefore I will deliver you. I will set you on high, because you have known my name. Mm -hmm. 
You should call upon me and I will answer you. I will be with you in trouble. I will deliver you and honor you. With long life will I satisfy you and show you my salvation. How did it all start? When David said, you are my refuge, you are my fortress, you are my God, it's in you I put all of my trust. So when you're, yes, sir, he says, when you're reading Psalms 91, remember who's doing the talking. When you're declaring over your household and over your family and over your community and over your province here in Canada and over your nation, when you say, a thousand will follow our side, 10,000 at our right hand, but no harm should come nigh thee. Because I've set my love upon you, no evil shall befall me. When you're saying it, all you're doing is quoting back to the Father what, the, what Jesus has already said to you. And what do you do? You authorize him to carry out what you just said. See, God, when he created the heavens and the earth, he kept the heavens, he gave the earth to man. He also gave man authority and dominion. And whatever it is that you say, Whatever it is that you say, in accordance to what it is he's already said, he says, then I, he says, there shall be a performance of that word. Now, obviously someone needed to hear that this morning because he stopped and said, before you go any further, I need you to let them know. This is what, this is what happened. When you begin to say back to me what I've already said to you, you release me to do that in your life. But if you just sit there and you just get, oh my gosh, oh my God, oh my God, he can't respond to that. Your angels can't respond to that. They just stay there dormant, just looking at you like, okay, say something and we can do something. Y'all see that? So now when you go back and read Psalms 91, this is me talking to God. This is Jesus talking back to me. And this is what God said in response. Oh boy, I got it going on like popcorn. Read your Bible like a living document because it is. Amen. Amen. All righty there. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. That's just a nugget off, off the off the off the table. Glory to God. But as, as many people know, glory to God in the highest. Oh, that's good. That's good. He says, receive it. He says, whatever, he says, I, I receive, say, say this, I receive, I receive what Psalms 91 says, said unto me. The promises he made to me, I receive for my household and all that concerns me. In Jesus' name. So when you receive it, you said, I take full ownership of it. Now, ministering angels, go out and bring that to pass in my life. So if you're seeing now, I mean, particularly in times like this, because you see plagues and you see people doing crazy stuff out there, killing people, robbing people. I mean, all kind of stuff. If there was ever a time that we need to know that we have protection, it's right now. It's right now. It's right now. See, the whole thing is, is if I can, if the enemy look at, looks at it like this, if I can get you into fear, I never have to worry about you accomplishing what God called you to do. Because you'll be paralyzed. Fear paralyzes. You ever notice that? You get afraid, what's the first thing you do? Freeze up. I don't know what to do. 
Then you'd be like, ho, 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 let me get my Bible. Lord, yes, I go to Psalms 91. Say this back to me. Let me bring it to pass in your life. Glory to God. All right. It's not that I don't know. I'm just waiting to see where I'm supposed to go, where I'm supposed to start. All right. Now, you know that here at Ignite Depot, we really believe in uh, people, developing people, and igniting life and purpose within their in, within their generation. That's why we're here, and um, we do that with all levels, whether it's male, females, young, not so young, a little bit older than the young, uh, but we believe in doing it. Uh, but what you don't know uh, before, the, I mean, we talked about it, but you didn't know, you'd never seen anybody who came from that. What we used to do before COVID hit uh, last year, in fact, it was actually the week before the COVID restrictions came, we were in Osgood High School. And in Osgood High School, we used to, for the last couple of years, we have done on uh, every other Friday, we did a, uh, a live club group. And many people are like, man, how in the world did you guys get into high school? Well, I'm gonna introduce you to them today. How we got in to the school and the school administration said that we were the most popular club in the school. I did not know that. How? And we taught the Bible. We just taught it differently than we teach here on Sunday. Pretty much the same, but there was something different. I mean, you got to bring it to where they're at about issues that they're dealing with. So one of the young men, the young man who was able to get us, who uh, gave us the invitation to come, is here with us today. And, and I asked him to come and if he would pray for the youth and the young adults of, of our community over the nation of Canada, but also the young man is uh, starting up an internet show and it's called uh, Church and State. Now, what it is, is talking about the government from a Christian standpoint. I start laughing when he said that. I'm like, you are in the right room, brother. <laughs> you are in the right room. So what I'm gonna do without further ado is, is yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna, I'm going to step aside and welcome uh, uh, Talon to the, that's Talon, T-A-L-O-N. And we're gonna post his link to his uh, show in the, uh, in the video chat today. So all y'all for the very first time, you're gonna be brother Talon and Talon is going to pray for us. And then we're going to follow Holy Spirit from there. Talon. All right, you can stand right here, sir, so they can see you. <laughs> All right, Tom, you want to stop. Stop the squat. We're very scared for this opportunity. So, so in prayer. Dear God, we thank you for this, uh, this time, this opportunity to come before you. Uh, it's so encouraging to be in your presence again, Lord, to, uh, to worship with other believers. And we just find it so encouraging that uh, 
there's other people like us. There's like-minded Christians who are powerful, who are so desiring your presence. We pray that in these times to come, that the generation who comes up would be so powerful, Lord, that you would pour out your spirit on the young and on the youth, Lord, that the next generation who comes up be the most powerful in generations, Lord, but not by our power, by the power of Jesus Christ. We pray for the mental health of those in Osgood and Greeley. Lord, these times have been so hard, and we've seen people who are brought down, who are just being torn down, and all the hope they have is being cast out of their lives. And with nothing but sympathy for them, Lord, and we want so much to help. And we know that it's only by your power, by the power of Jesus Christ, that these people will be saved. And Lord, not only the bodies of these people we pray for protection over, we pray for the protection over their souls. Lord, there is an evil in this world that desires the death of their souls that wants them gone, that wants them away from you, Lord, that wants them to be in hell forever. We pray that you come into their lives, Lord, that you meet them like never before, that you have such an outpouring of the Holy Spirit over the young, Lord, that the next generation is something so spectacular, Lord, that they come up they worship you, Lord. They worship you, Lord. Bring up people who know how to pray, people who know how good you are, and show us. And show us how to reach these people, Lord. We ask your wisdom and guidance in this area, Lord. And we know that Pastor Milton has such a heart for these people, Lord, that, <laughs> that those who come to God through Pastor Milton, they're, they're so grateful to him for it. And even my own friends. So we ask that you continue to bless us as your church and that you continue to pour out onto the young and the young adults in Greeley and Oz, good Lord. Amen. Amen. Now, now, what happened is, is see, Talon was not always that tall. <laughs> see, when I first met him, Talon wasn't that tall. And then when he came up, I'm like, God dog, Talon, you too tall, brother, did you grow some more? Between the last time I seen you. When we first started out, before he walks away, when we first started out, he would have never did that. That's growth, brother. That's growth. He would have never did that. But every, yes, good Holy Spirit, every week that I saw you, I kept, I watched your growth. I mean, not only horizontally, but I mean, vertically, but horizontal. I mean, your spirit is just expanding, expanding, expanding. And 
I told him, I said, man, if there's anything we can ever do to help you to get to where you need to, man, you got an open door. This mm -hmm. is this has nothing to do. I mean, we know your fat, your mom first, but it had nothing to do with that. It's just our relationship with you and the God that I see on the inside of you. So anytime you're welcome, anytime, I mean, you need to host something, just call us, let mm -hmm. us know, man, we'll help you. We'll help you. So we're, yeah, Father, we're gonna work, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Come back over here for a second. So, Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we pray. For, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. That you have given him the desires of his heart. Father, we believe for a fresh and new anointing upon him, the grace to carry out the race that you called him to. He's like a magnet, Father God. He'll draw them from the north to south, the east and the west. And he'll draw them unto you and he'll point them back to you and he'll help grow them up. And Father, I decree and declare right now the anointing that was on me as a youth pastor. We release it onto Tyler now in the name of Jesus. You will be even greater than I was. We give you glory, honor, and praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Mama, you doing what my mama did the first time she seen me by standing behind a pulpit. She started crying. I don't know if she was crying because she was happy. I crying because she was shocked. <laughs> like, glory to God. That boy was going to be anything but behind the pulpit. But, <clears throat> and I share this with talent. When I was 16, I knew then I was going to be doing what I'm doing today. At 16, I knew. But at 17, I started running away because I didn't, that's good Holy Spirit, because telling I didn't have anybody who to do with me what I, I purpose in my heart to do with you, to help grow you up in the things of God. So you, when you stand by, you not only, you're not only sharp with the word, but integrity and with character that you leave no opportunity for the enemy to attack you, mm -hmm. for people to accuse you. So I purpose in my heart to always be, you can call me anytime, I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna be there for you. Mm -hmm. I ain't saying that cause your mama said that. I told you that before, you call me, I'm coming. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and that's, I, that's the open invitation. We believe in developing people, helping people to become all God called them to be. Whether you're younger than us, same age as us, older than us, much older than, it don't matter. It don't matter. It's all about him. It's not about, it's not about us. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. You're going to be spoiled if you knew, if you could see what I, woo -hoo, if you could see what I see. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You better get ready. I can tell you, you better set some, you better set some time aside every day to, to craft your gift because you ain't seen nothing yet. Mm -hmm. Whew, glory to God. I'm higher than a Georgia pine right now. And I know, Juan, you ain't got to look at me with them judgmental eyes. I know. Glory to God. Glory to God. Wow. I remember that trailer. We was in that trailer. <laughs> who who would have known? Glory to God. Who would have known? Amen. 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 Glory to God. I, whoo, 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 whoo. You ain't seen nothing yet. That's all he keeps telling me to tell you. You ain't seen nothing yet. Now you do realize this went all the way. Okay, this is live, like on, yeah, okay. So, yeah. so you can go back and watch this later on, on YouTube, it's gonna be there. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
According to Isaiah 61 and 1, it says this. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he has anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captive, the open of the prison to them that are bound. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord of the avengers of our God and to comfort all who mourn. To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. That they may be called the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. And they shall build the old waste, and they shall raise up the former desolations, and they shall repair the waste cities, the desolation of many generations, for such a time as this. For such a time as this. So, Father, we give you glory, honor, and praise, and thank you for this opportunity in your word. We thank you that our preaching and teaching will not be with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of spirit and power. Holy Spirit, you're already here. Continue to move up and down each and every seat. Touch each and every house. Touch each and every person who's watching online, listening to this by podcast. We pray, Father God, for an encounter with you that will ultimately change their lives forever. I thank you for giving us ears to hear and eyes to see and hearts that are open to receive the word of God. We give you glory, honor, and praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Before I, I forget, the name of the internet um, show Talon's going to be hosting is called Church and State. Church and State. Many people say there's supposed to be a separation between church and state. Go back and read it again because that's not what it says what it actually says is is one of the things that you're seeing governments do right now is is it says that no religion can be is is determined by the government the state can't determine what religion you follow if you want to be a catholic you want to do this you want to do that you can do it the state has no say in that it didn't say to be separated from the state and have nothing to do with government are you crazy? You leave them jokers up there by themselves? That's like leaving leaving um, pigs in a slaughterhouse and say, don't eat nothing now. That makes absolutely no sense. Okay. Yes, sir. I got it. Yes, sir. The word of the Lord I got for you this morning, this is the word of the Lord. And this is in accordance to Zechariah 4 and 6, which is interesting that he had us to sing that song. And then Talon came back and said the exact same thing. So this is what he said in accordance to Zechariah chapter 4, verse 6. He says, then said he said to me, this is what the Lord says to you. It's not by force, nor by strength, but by my my spirit says the Lord of heaven's armies. I'm reading out a new living, uh, new living translation. It says nothing, not even a mighty mountain will stand in your way. Do y'all see that? Mm. Not even a mighty mountain, what the world will call a mighty mountain will even be able to stand in your way. In fact, it will become as a level plane before you. He says that what seems impossible to you now will not be impossible to you soon. Because, why? Because you're not doing it in your strength. You're not doing it in your might, but it's by the Holy Spirit. 
He goes on to say this. He says, and when you set the final stone on the, on the temple or in the place, the people will shout, may God bless it. May God bless it. Then another message came to me from the Lord. You are the one who laid the foundation of this temple and you will complete it. In other words, what God began in you, he is faithful to complete it with you. With you. He goes on and says, then you will know that the Lord of heaven's armies has sent you. Do not despise these small beginnings. So it doesn't matter how small it may appear. Don't let numbers determine your growth. Numbers don't determine growth in God's eyes. What determines growth in God's eyes is are the people growing in maturity with relationship with him to the point that they're able to apply to their lives what it is that you're teaching them. That's God's growth. You say, how do you know that? Well, because that's what it says in Ezekiel chapter, as you were in Ephesians chapter four, when it talks about in verse 11, he gives some apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the maturing are the growing up of the saints to do the work of the ministry to grow the body of Christ. So many people come to church on Sunday, but it does not mean that they're growing up or maturing. God says growth is when you see people begin to do what it is my word says. That's when you know they're growing. Up to that point, they just like big head babies. You ever see that? What's the what's the name of that uh, movie? Uh, what's the big head? Not big head. Uh, you, you ever seen that movie Pinky in the Brain? Cartoon Pinky in the Brain? And you see Pinky is his little bitty mouse. He has this huge head and his little bitty body. He got all this knowledge on the inside of his head but he don't have the body to, 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 to carry. He doesn't have the size to be able to carry it out. So he has somebody else. He's the brains behind it. And then Pinky's the one who carries it out. Same thing in the body of Christ. As, I know, as an apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher, you mature other people to do the work of the ministry because I'm not going to be everywhere you're going to be. I'm not going to see people you're going to see. People can receive it from you. They will never receive it from me. So what is our job? Remember, this is a gym. You work, I work, we train you to work that muscle. So when you get up out of here and you get ready, get ready to come, uh, come face to face with something, you know how to do the work of the ministry, which if you talk about getting in ministry, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna share, share with you. The number one thing about ministry that most people don't understand comes with it. W-O-R-K. There's work that goes. I mean, this part right here, the 45 minutes of what my mama, I, Rita, I sent that video last week to my mama. I never sent a video to my mother about me ministering, but I sent her that video last week. And my mama just told, you know what she got out of that? Boy, you start acting, I can see your Baptist coming in. You hooped a little bit. I'm like, out of all that was going on, that's what you got out of it. I don't know why I chuckled her. She tickled her so much, but I'm talking about you, but you too far away. And I know you ain't come to that border, so I ain't scared of you. <laughs> but that's what she got out of it. But there was work because you, it takes time to get, you got to get before God. You got to 
make sure you know what it is he wants to do because we can come up with some pretty good ideas but i'd rather have a god idea over a good idea any day of the week because his idea will always work so all right here we go i still got time all right <laughs> Woo, glory to god <clears throat> if i was the last week that message was um intentionally for women but i mean men you could have gleaned from it i mean i gleaned from it i went back and listened to it myself just to hear what the spirit of the lord said and last week's message dealt with woman thou art loosed mm -hmm. or released from the, those things that held you and the title of that message was bent but not broken so I'm like, oh, praise God. You know, Lord, that was an awesome message. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay, we're going to get back on to the series we was on before. But then he woke me up, I would say Tuesday, Wednesday. And he says, this is what I want you to share with them on Sunday. And I'm like, okay. He says, this is what I, the message I want to tell you, the title I want you to give it. From this day forward. I'm like, from this day forward. He says, from this day forward. Of course, you know, I had to go look that up. Now, from this day forward, another way to say that, from this day on, from now on, beginning today and continuing forever. As in, they promise to follow instructions from this day forward. Or from now on, I'll do what you say so what you're saying from this day forward you're making it's like we call it jerry we drawing a line in the sand and we're saying from this day forward this is how i'm going to live from this day forward yes sir he says it's called a makeover ladies this is part two of your what you was talking about the mind your mind makeover or renewal because a lot of people have, a lot of ladies have struggled with how, how believing how God sees them when, because of the way society has seen them. And God says not, if you go back and listen to the last week and then tie it in today, then you're going to get the full picture. But he says, from this day forward, from this day, you're moving forward. From this day, you're moving forward. So from now on, you might've done it this way one time, but from now on, this is the way you're gonna do it. Do y'all see that? Are you with me so far? Okay, even if you're not, here we go. According to Esther chapter four, Esther chapter four, this is what the spirit of the Lord said from this, for, for such a time as this, that you were called, if you were a lady or even a male, from you were called for such a time as this. Mm -hmm. And in Esther chapter four, verse 14 says this, according to the New Living Translation, it says, if you keep quiet at this time, deliverance and relief for the Jews will arise from some other place, but you and your relatives will die. Who knows if perhaps you were made queen or school teacher or a nurse or a doctor or a student or an employee, whatever it is that God called you, 
Who knows if you were not made that for such a time as this? Then what Esther, now, this is the account of Esther and her uncle Mordecai is telling her, hey, there is already a judgment for the Jews to be destroyed. I mean, there's a plot for the Jews to be destroyed. I mean, they already planted it. They've already built up the guillotine. The weapon is already formed against them. But how many people know in accordance to Isaiah chapter 54, 17, that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. It did not say the weapon wouldn't be formed, but it says it shall not prosper. So he's telling her, hey, you know, he's telling her, hey, Esther, you got to go in because Esther's the queen. Esther, you got to go in and talk to the king. And what Mordecai said is you need to beg him for mercy. You need to plead with him. You need to plead with, beg with him. But what do you think Esther did? Esther said this. Her response, her initial response was, I can't go in to see that king because if I go without him inviting me, you can get you can get killed. He can have my head cut off. And then Mordecai's response to her, if you keep silent or if you keep quiet at, at this a time like this, then deliverance and relief of the Jews will arise some other way. And that's the same thing the Lord is saying to us. We preached a message back in January and said we will not be silent. If you are silent as a believer at this time, the only people that you are hurting are those people who are already lost, mm -hmm. who are blind to the truth. So God is telling us you cannot be silent, particularly women, because women for years they've been telling y'all in church, you can't say nothing. You have no voice. Just be seen and not heard. But that is not the way that God said he's going to do it in this final hour. He says, I'm using women. I'm using men. I'm using children. I'm using youth. I'm, I'm going to use whosoever will make themselves available. God says, I'm going to use you. He says, oh, you can't be quiet for such a time as this. He says, because I'm going to bring about deliverance and relief for the people through you. But if you are quiet and silent, he says, you know, uh, he says, how do you know? You wouldn't put up for such a time as this. Now, being put up does not mean to get behind a desk. Being put up means, hey, I'm I'm a I'm gonna be a, a minister on my job. And you can minister to people on your job, on your workplace, or in your neighborhood without going the the thou, because they don't know Christianese. What do you do? You tell them about your life. You tell them about what God has done for you in your life. You tell them what the, what, hey, why do you act like the way you do? Because of this. This is why I do the way I do. Because the Bible says this, and I, I found out what that means to me, and this is how I apply it to my life. So he told her, don't be silent. So what did Esther's response was after this is what he said to her? It says, then Esther sent this reply to Mordecai. Go and gather together all the Jews of Susha and fast for me. What did he ask her to do? Pray for, pray for me. Do not eat or drink for three days or night. My maids and I will do the same. And then, though it is against the law, I will go in and to see the king. And if I must die, I must die. What are you willing to die for? What are you willing to do to carry out the assignment to what it is that God's called you to. Now, many people take, take persecution. Nobody wants to get persecuted or have other people come against them, but the Bible already prophesied. Jesus already said, in the last days, you are going to receive persecution. I'm not sure why people are surprised at that. 
you're going to receive persecution, but be of good courage. God says he's already, Jesus said he already came overcame the world. And because he overcame the world, you have overcome the world. He also told me to tell you in according to Isaiah chapter 60, verse number one, and I'm reading out the Amplified Version, it says, arise from the depression and prostration in which circumstance have kept you. It didn't say God kept you there. It says depression and circumstances. That's why it's it awesome that he mentioned about people dealing with mental issues because of everything that's going on with this pandemic. You have, yes, sir. He says people talk more about the pandemic than they talk about the God who, are, who can deliver you from it. Mm-hmm. Everybody's talking about it. They said this, they said that. And you know, when they say, this is what they say, I say, this is what the Bible says though. This is what the Lord said about that situation. This is what I'm standing on. This is what my household is standing on. And they'll look at you like you got a third eye in the middle of your forehead, but ain't nobody gonna be looking at you when God delivers you out of that situation. Mm-hmm. And he, yes, sir, he says, but I'm gonna bring you out so you can bring other people out with you. So, and then you can point them to me. I'm not pointing towards, I'm not expecting uh, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau or Premier Ford to fix this for me. I go to the one who I know never fails. He ain't never left the case. He said weapons will form. He says, but it won't prosper. He says, I want you to arise. He says, and shine for for the light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. He says, for behold, darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people, but the Lord shall arise upon you and his glory shall be seen upon you. And nations shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. When you begin to shine and not be silent and let people hear what thus says the Lord concerning situations and circumstances, you will actually begin to draw people to you. That's how you will draw them to you. When you begin to speak what the word of God says, now some people are going to make fun of you. Some people are going to mock you. Some people are like, ah, man, nobody care about that. But there's somebody listening. And guess what they're going to do? When times, when they're going to be like Nicodemus, like Nick at night, and they're going to come to you because they don't want all their boys to see that you, them coming to you, but they're going to come to you and they're going to ask, man, what do I do in this situation? And then when you allow yourself to be used by Almighty God and say back to them only what God says to say, you will turn their lives around forever. And that's how you multiply. Mm-hmm. See, Jesus taught his message to 12. He dispatched them out. And what happened? It multiplied. Peter preached one message. 3,000 people got saved. He preached another message. 1,800 more got saved. One guy, one message. He preached the same thing. And it multiplied. And one guy, and you got to understand, at that time, they was under oppression, not only from the government, but from the church. And it still changed the world. Where am I? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Last week, we talked about this in accordance to Luke chapter 13. It says, woman, thou art loosed. He says, when Jesus saw her condition, he called her to him and gently laid his hands on her. 
Then he said, dear woman, you are free. I release you. Santa. Mm. Yep. I release you forever from this crippling spirit. And that's what he told me to, set, to do. He says, this is where we're going to do this morning. Whether you're in the house, whether you're a male or female, I just ask you to stretch forth your hands in an act of faith. Mm-hmm. And this is what he said he's going to do. He's, yes, he says, because what was she was dealing with was sickness and disease. But some people, you're dealing with fear, intimidation, poverty, lack, sexual abuse, drug addictions, pornography addictions, struggling with sexual identity. He says, yeah, he says, this is what I'm going to do with you. He says, just like I said to the woman, I say to you. He says this, you are free. He says, I release you forever from this crippling spirit that has kept you bound from this day forward. That giant, yeah, he said, that giant that you've seen today, he said, you will see no more. He says, whom the son makes free is free indeed. Now receive your freedom, receive your deliverance, receive your wholeness, receive your completeness right now in the name of Jesus. He says, there is no distance in the spirit. He says, so yeah, even if you're standing in the gap for a family member, receive it. In Jesus' name, amen. Mm. When I was in the Marine Corps, I was a tank driver and gunner. When I was a gunner, I couldn't see what I was firing at. I had a tank commander who gave me coordinates and then I put those coordinates in. And then when he said fire, I pulled the trigger. When I pulled the trigger, I could hit your house from eight kilometers away and never see the white of your eyes. He says, that's the same thing that happens in prayer. When you begin to pray in the spirit, when you begin to pray for a brother, a sister, a loved one, a coworker, even for your government, he says, you're like a, like a tank driver and a gunner. And he says, you don't know what to aim at. You don't have all the coordinates, but he does. And when you allow him to use your voice in prayer and you allow him to pull the trigger, he says, it will launch over and hit that target because he knows the exact coordinates it's going to take to get to it. It's not by your might. It's not by your power. It's not by your ability. It's not by your giftings. It's not by your talents. It's by the Holy Spirit as he leads you and guides you in the way that you should go.
So from this day forward, don't be silent. From this day forward, arise up out of that old way of thinking. Arise up out of that old position and just laying down and like a whipped dog. I mean, it's, it's kind of like, it's like, it's like Maximus, our, our puppy. He gets in, if he gets in trouble or he, I give him the look and he just knows, don't mess with him today. And he goes in his little, and he'll just sit there. And if I walk over towards him, he'll have his head down and be trying to look at me from under his eyes and everything. Cause he, he not sure, you know, what he's supposed to do next. Well, God's not like that. God's thing is, I need you to stand up. That work he, that work he started in you, Julie, he didn't finish it yet. You ain't even begin to see how much he's, oh, that's good. What he's called you to do. He said, but you got it. Yes, he says, I gave you a voice. I need you to use the voice. See, you never know if you're going to get it right, because this is what he's used for you. Fear. Fear of if I say the wrong things and people going to get offended. People going to get offended regardless of if you say something or not. Because that's one of the tools of the adversary. But he says, you never know who's listening to you. And more people listen to you than what you know. And when you allow him to use your voice to speak life into the situation, he says, he goes, to, he goes forth and do the work. He says, can I use you to be like that tank gunner and let the Holy Spirit be the tank chain commander, giving you the coordinates. And when he tells you, Julie, pull the trigger. You know what pull the trigger means? Say this, say that, say this, say that. He says, then it's gonna hit his target every single time. He's trying to keep you shut up because he knows once you open your mouth, he can't stop. He can't stop it. So after today, no more, no more, no more, no more. He said to say this in my last few minutes, this is what he told me. This is the part he told me to tell you also. There's no bondage. Romans chapter eight, verse 14 says this. For all who are being led by the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God is the Holy Spirit. You hear people say, I'm spiritual. But that does not necessarily they're being led by Holy Spirit. Because there's a lot of spirits out there. Mm-hmm. But he's saying, this is the qualifier for all those who are being led by the Holy Spirit. These are the sons of God. He told me to tell you. You have not received the spirit of slavery leading to fear again. Remember when you, before you, I don't know, I mean, I don't recall because the guy who I used to be before I got saved, that joker died and would never be resurrected because that nut was trying to kill me. Mm-hmm. I used to do that. Rita, can I share this with you? Before I got saved, for real, for real, I, I, I dealt with abandonment issues, right? Because my, my biological father wasn't in my life. 
you know, most of my life, but I, I don't remember. The last time I remember was like I was 10 years old. And then, then it was like 14 before I seen him ever again, but I had a help dad. That's the one you always hear me talk about, my help dad. But my, well, my because of that, it created in me fear about getting close to people. Yeah. So I put this wall up. I, I mean, Fortnite didn't have nothing on my wall. Talent. I mean, I had a fort, I had a, a wall built around me with many, 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 many layers. And when I was 12 years old, I made a decision. Uh, Y'all hear me talk about the 12 year old boy, but this 12 year old boy made a decision after one of his family members was, was ultimately killed by his sister's boyfriend over something so simple and minor. He shot the guy. He was one of my favorite uncles. He died. I didn't know, my younger brother and I didn't know. So we went to the skating ring. We came back from the skating ring. Terry, he runs on ahead of me. I don't know what's going on with him. He runs ahead of me. He gets to the house first, but then he runs back up the street. But now his whole continence has changed because we knew he had got shot, but we didn't know he had died. We found out on the news. So Terry is running back up to tell me because Terry was down the street where he was at when he got shot. So he knew. So, Rita, I was like, you know, when Terry Kane told me that, that he had, he had died as 12 year old, this is what I said. I will never let anybody get close enough to hurt me. You will only love me to the degree I allow you to love me. 12 years old. So I built this wall. And in that wall, the reason I had that wall, there was a lot of collateral damage that came with that rigging, a lot. I didn't do relationships well, cause you was only gonna get you if you said the L word. I ain't talking about like, but if you said the love, oh, I gotta do something to get you up off me, cause you you trying to get close, cause now you can hurt me. And the whole thing was, I was afraid. I was afraid. I was afraid. So I did relationships like his. We could do all those things in a relationship, you know, even the stuff we weren't supposed to do because I'm a church boy, you, you know, I hear all those things because I needed love, but I didn't know how to receive love. I needed love. I didn't know how to receive it. I didn't even know how to be a good brother in once I got born again. I knew how to be cool with you. I didn't know how to be a brother and I found this out yesterday when I was on a call with, with some of the members of uh, a meeting I was in yesterday. And my brother said, you was a hard nut to crack because I had layered myself with so many layers to keep you from hurting me. In the process, I hurt a lot of people. You know what I had to do? I had to go back to those people. After I got this revelation, it took over 20 years for that, tw for that 12 year old boy to get released. And what God said, I was in one of the low points of my life. He said this one thing to me, Jerry, he says, it's time. And then he put his finger on it 
And I didn't know that that was the cause of so much hurt. Not only in my life, but the lives of people who I dealt with. So one of the first things I had to do was call, he had me call certain people to call them back to say, I'm sorry. That was part of the healing. And then he brought this back to my remembrance. Because you're in me, you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. You don't have to be afraid of going back into that old bondage. And that's what he's telling many of you today. You don't have to be afraid of going back into that old bondage. Why? Because I made the exchange with you. And he's asking people this morning, make the exchange with me. Give me your old hurts. Give me your old fears. Give me your old, Rita, can I tell you this? I don't, oh Lord, have mercy. Wow. 10 years old, the aided and all that. 10 years old, I was, years old I was at my babysitter's house my babysitter and her friend 10 years old and something happened that shouldn't have ever happened and I didn't realize that at 10 years old adversary was out to destroy me. It marked my life. 10 years old. I never, to this day, I've never even told my mama that. Ever. I didn't tell anybody that. I was broken and did not know it. So you factor in the 10-year-old, you factor in the 12-year-old, and many years of that, and then when God says, I love you, bruh, you love me? What the heck? He wasn't behind it, but he made a way of escape for me to get out of it. Ten years old. I get it. I get how people who have been who have been um, abused physically, mentally, sexually. I get it. That's why we have such compassion for them, but we refuse to let them stay there because you don't have to stay there. But I will tell you, it's a process. When God put his finger on it, it did, he didn't just put a finger on it and it was gone. It took a process, an everyday process. But can I tell you something? The food that's good. The first thing I had to be willing to do is let him put his finger on it. See, what the adversary wants to do is keep you in so much shame that you never tell anybody any of the pain you've ever experienced. If he can keep you in shame and fear and guilt, you will never get out. But God says, I've given you the spirit of adoption, whereby you can call me dear 
dear father. And I'll make you an heir of mine and a joint heir with Jesus Christ. And he says, it's as simple as you making a decision today, Lord, I'll receive you as my personal Lord and Savior. Now, what most people will say is, man, my mother and father, they have forsaken me. Psalms 27.10 says, though your mother and father forsake you, the Lord never will. And in fact, he told you in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5, he says, I promise you, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'll be with you even to the end of the age. And because he's with you, you can boldly say, and that's why I can stand here today. If God be for me, who on earth can be against me? And Satan, what you once used to shame me, I'm not ashamed and I'll tell the whole world why, so that we can bring many, 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 many more people out of that life. He tried to steal my youth but God wouldn't let him. And this is the first time in my years of many, I've never said this across the pulpit, ever, only Jewin knows. And can I tell you something, Rita? Every now and then, something could happen. And he tries to, the adversary will try to convince me, oh, you still that 12 year old boy. Are you still that 10-year-old boy? And you know what I tell him? <laughs> you are a liar whom the son makes free is free indeed. Who the son made free is free indeed. Now, I'm not sure who it was who asked God about all this today because I can tell you with a surety That's what he says people are dealing with. Yes, sir. He says because people are dealing with that. And one of the spirits that many people are being bound to is shame. What if somebody found out? God told you in before I told you in. I wouldn't have told her. But he did. And in spite of it all, she loved me anyway. She chose to do it anyway. I don't know if she was walking by faith. Faith, I say there's three things. Faith, foolishness, and presumption. I think there was a little bit. Because when he did not even present her to me until I confronted this. Because if I would have, if he would have presented to her to me and I was still that old guy, I would have destroyed that relationship because she could only get so close. Praise God. That was fun. I see that. I see that. Yep. That was for somebody today. You're not that old person. He's made you free. So if you have never made Jesus the Lord of your life, or you're like, man, I hear about all that you're saying and what God do for you, and God, but will God do that for me? Absolutely. All you got to do is receive it. It's a free gift. Now, can I, can I, yes, sir. Did it take 20 years for him to deliver me? No. 
it took 20 years for me to receive what it is he already made available to me even when I was 12 years old. I got born again when I was 13. I knew at 13 about Jesus. I knew about God. I knew about him, but I did not know him. I was afraid of God because they used to tell me, you better stop because God's going to get you. So I was, I had fear of God, but not reverential fear. I was fearful of God. But when I got to know him for real, for real, for myself, I found out he wasn't like that at all. He loved me. With all my stuff, he loved me. And Jesus loved me because he died on the cross for me and for you, if you will receive what it is he did for you. And like I told you today, it, it's a process, but we wanna help you walk through that process and there's some days that you're gonna get it right and there are some days you're gonna mess it up but guess what god already knew you was gonna stumble like that little baby who kept falling over once that baby got strong enough in his core guess what you can set that baby up and if his head start going he would know he or she would know to put their hand down so that they don't fall over that's what happens when you grow up in the things of god so if you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life or you made him the Lord of your life, but you know, you ain't really been living right. I mean, you know, you know, you know, you don't need me to call out your stuff. You already know. I want to give you an opportunity to receive him again today. Start a new, let today be day one. That's what we call it. It's what they call it in uh, Alcohol Anonymous, Drug Anonymous, day one. Let this be day one. But man, I still want to watch porn. Not after you, not after you have a real encounter with, with the Lord. You're gonna realize that it's not worth it. What porn does is dulls your, your ability to have a real relationship with, with an, a female if you're a male or a male if you're a female. It does your ability to have a real relationship. That's what it does. It still it what it does, it desensitizes you. There's no way, I don't care how many, how many times you practice and how much Viagra you take, there's no way that you're gonna be able to do that. That's not real, that's fantasy. It's, it's, uh, it's, pornography is a thief, just like drugs, it's a thief. Sexual addiction is a thief. Alcohol, thief, is there to rob from you. But God wants to make the exchange with you this morning. Now, in accordance to Romans chapter 10, verses 8, 9, and 10, you repeat this after me. Confess with your mouth, believe it from your heart. Jesus will come into your heart today. Not only will Jesus, but the Holy Spirit will move on the inside of your spirit, and he will begin to lead and guide you into the way that you should go. So repeat this after me. Dear Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I do believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. I believe he died for me on the cross and carried my sins for me. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Save me now. I repent of my sins. I'm sorry, Lord. I receive your offer of forgiveness right now. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. 
from the crown of my head to the soles of my feet. I'm healed, delivered, set free, made whole, filled with Holy Spirit. Now, in Jesus' name, amen. And if you, this is your very first time ever receiving Jesus, or if you came back into the family, we want to welcome you, welcome you, welcome you, welcome you. Can I tell you, tell you, let you know something? In heaven right now, man, there ain't no party like a Holy Ghost party because a Holy Ghost party don't stop. That's what's going on in heaven right now. They're running around, jumping around, woohoo! Because you received Jesus or you came back into the household. Now, let me tell you something. Man, we talked about that baby. Remember when that baby got born again, when that baby was born, that baby didn't know how to get. So what they going to need, they going to need a place where they can get nurtured and go to the gym to mature, mature, mature and build up those muscles. Ignite Depot is a place for you. Now, if your church isn't meeting yet or, um, you know, you just want to watch it online until you can fill us out to make sure we the real deal. Uh, I invite you to continue to come back and watch us every week at 930 Eastern time. Uh, we'd love to be able to get to know you better. Also, if you pray that prayer and you'd like to get some information into your hand or you have a prayer request, send your prayer request to info at ignitedepot.com. That's info at ignitedepot.com. We'd be honored to pray with you and for you uh, for whatever it is that you're believing God for. I do have an announcement to make to you this morning that starting June the 6th, we will be having our, we'll be going back to drive-in uh, drive church every Sunday uh, during summer months. That means that we'll be out, we will, weather permitting, we will be outside, uh, outside the four walls and you can drive up in your car and you can tune in on your radio to the channel so you can hear the message being preached and uh, we'll be out there every week um, every week and we'll already have you physically distanced away from one another, but you will be able to hear the message. And if you're not able to hear it and you want to see us, if you're too far away and you want to see us because you know I'm vertically challenged, unlike Talon, uh, I'm vertically challenged and you want to be able to see us, you'll still be able to see it online as well because it'll still be broadcasting online as well. If you don't, uh, if you can't catch it and you want to uh, hear it later, you can catch it on the podcast at Ignite the number two life uh, dot com, uh, ignite to life podcast that we broadcast these services as well as uh, the, a daily devotional as well. So you can go check our website at ignite to life.com. It has all the information on there in Jesus name. So remember this from this day forward. Whom the Son is made free is free indeed. You're not that same old person. Jesus has already paid for it all. And all he needed you to do is to receive the free gift he's made available. So ladies, it's time for you to arise. It's time for you to shine and let, now I know y'all know how to use y'all mouth, trust me. I know y'all know how to use y'all mouths and everything. <laughs> Don't be acting like, who me? Yes, you, because you look all innocent on the inside, but I know Bonique was on the inside there. And when we push that right button, y'all gonna let her go. And we, we then we gonna be praying in this tongues to get her back in, get her back in there, Jesus.
So know that we love you, Sister Juan, and all of us here at Ignite Brigade love you. We will see you next week. God bless you.